I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor Mavs.com. We back from the dash. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We back, now we never left. Um, we have lives, and it is so cool to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool to see people uh, reach out to us and demand a podcast uh, within love it. Mi- I love it. minutes after a big victory over the Blazers. Um, yes, it was a uh, Sundays are absolute crazy, but uh, I was like checking Twitter all day. I'm like, listen, we're trying to tell people the pod is coming. Uh, and shout out to our guy, Corey. He was like, Hey, can you do the pod now? I'm about to board a flight. And I'm like, Corey, bro, if I could, I shout would. Shout out to Corey. Um, but I, I haven't been home since I left my house since seven this morning. I haven't been home all day and just got home like late that night. And, uh, but now we're potting. I literally walked in the door, looked at my wife and it's like, I got to do a pod. And she's like, seriously? <laughs> But uh, but that's well, you guys what's went important. To the game together, right? Didn't she go to the game with you? Oh yeah. Th- okay. So she's I got to know. She has gotta, to know. She was at the game. Yeah, I gotta give a minute or something to this. Um, so today was my 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 son's first Mavs game. He's six months old, and uh, so I, I had a couple tickets, and uh, I, my mother in law is in from Brazil. So my, my wife and there were only two tickets. So I sat in a press box and I gave the two tickets to my wife and mother-in-law and uh, my son, obviously. So it was super cool for them. They sat pretty close to the floor and uh, just trying to, uh, I, my mother-in-law was just trying to figure out the sport uh, of basketball and uh, <laughs> we're just yeah. watching it. And uh, they're obviously big soccer people, but uh, Barb, my, my wife, she just absolutely, she loves going to games. And my son is just like staring everywhere, just trying to figure out what the crap's going on. He's fixated on the Jumbotron. I tweeted out a picture of him uh, sitting there uh, and it, he, he was so cute. We had a little Mavs hat and uh, we took pictures uh, at midcourt after the game and a, a good family picture to have in the house. But anyway, uh, you'll laugh at this. My my wife texted me during the game. She goes, my mom just leaned over. It was during the third quarter oh, and man. said, and said, number zero is good. They need to block him. <laughs> she's obviously Not talking totally. about Dam- damian lillard <laughs> damian lillard and uh tonight i walked in the house i was like you had fun she goes oh i love it. i love that as i was super fun i said uh i said what do you think about number zero he's so good <laughs> he is so good and uh, i was like but 77 oh he better he better <gasps> yeah Lu- luke yes. <laughs> she's she's causing luke. luke 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 good luke good <laughs> i was like all right sweet hey uh, so anyway it was cool that's a good exercise just to demonstrate it's pretty easy to figure out who an all-star is <laughs> it's pretty easy to just watch a game and say all right that guy's good a uh a woman from brazil that does not understand the sport can watch and say luca is an all-star yep that's it that's all i gotta say about that she didn't say all-star, but she did say he was better than all-stars. Better so, than an all-star. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but yeah, it was super it was super cool for us and uh my son. And I, I I said this on Twitter, but he won't he don't understand it now. 
but it'll be really cool for him to look back a decade from now when the legend of Dirk is carrying on and it's just you know kind of like what we look at Jordan now yeah. he's going to just see these old tapes of Dirk and I'm going to be like man your first game that you ever went to you got to see Dirk and Luca play together you like didn't care one bit <laughs> you had no clue what's going on but you got to see it happen and uh yeah, you can always say you saw that happen, even though you don't know actually what happened. He's like, Dad, all we play is esports now. That's all we do. Nobody cares about those old physical sports anymore. It's gonna be one of those days, guys. It's gonna, it's We're gonna... like, we have a VR headset on and just watching like front row of the game at home. We're all on the couch, just like looking at our goggles. It's not even gonna be a headset anymore. It's just gonna be your VR glasses. It's gonna be like the Google Glass thing, and then you just, you just exist in that other dimension that other plane of existence which is the internet (laughs) all right today on the podcast we will talk briefly about the mavericks versus bucks game on uh, on friday the um we talked about we talked about this this is kind of our our loose schedule so we do this is this is hard set we do monday through friday so if anybody is new listening to the podcast that joined during the deadline dash which by the way in insane numbers. Never would have expected that once we, when we started this podcast. When we first picked it up in May of 2017, yeah, May 2017 yeah. when we picked it up. I didn't I never expected numbers like like what we just did over this last week in these last 2 weeks for the deadline/dennis dash. We made it all the way up to 53rd um on the sports podcasts uh that's wild. We were we were ahead of Locked On NBA. We were ahead of Locked On Fantasy. We were ahead of all these podcasts that you know. Uh, man, it's just it's wild to see the the, the pods that we were ahead of. Um, and so that's all. Just a credit and a shout out to you guys. So if anybody's new, we 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 record podcasts Monday through Friday. So we will have a podcast on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then over the weekend. If there are good games or if there's something that happens, we will record a podcast. But or if it, they win. Or if they just win. Yeah. <laughs> Normally we'll record a podcast. But if it's a game that's interesting, like let's say in this Bucks game, they ended up coming back, which they made it like a you know, eight point game or something like that, late in or late in the third, early in the fourth. And if they end up winning that game or if they get close and they end up, you know, with a, a clutch loss or something like that, then we'll probably record a podcast and talk about it. Something notable happens. So that's kind of our that's our schedule. We will definitely do five pods a week, and then the sixth and seventh ones are kind of you know, it just depends. Yeah, and we uh, we joked around on Friday night, and Dwight Powell hit three 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 pointers, <laughs> and which was just a monumental moment. I mean, a franchise moment. Guy was shooting nineteen percent from three. Doesn't happen I heard very often. I heard grumblings that they were already thinking about banner designs. Um, wow! To raise to raise his number uh, for that night, but yeah, we joked well, on Twitter and saying. What did I say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, to where he had three three fours. <laughs> and if he hit um if he hit five <laughs> Dwight Powell also yeah. requested, just like Moses Malone, that all of his teammates be listed <laughs> on his banner. How do you see that? That's wild. Did you see that? Yeah, Moses Malone hadn't had his number retired by the 76ers, and then over the weekend finally had it retired. All these players showed up. Like Charles Barkley was there, Julius Irving. Uh, I think I think Dr. J was there. I, de- I definitely saw Iverson and Charles Barkley. Um, but, yeah, he requested that the, the only way he would get his number retired is if all of his, 
all the names of the of his teammates were listed on the outside of the banner. And uh, so it looks just like the the Mavericks 2011 banner where it has all the guys' names around the outside, like a like a border. Mm. So it's like that with the big two in the middle of it. Anyway. That's pretty sweet. It was pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, we said, hey, uh, if Dwight Powell hits five three-pointers in this game, we will record a podcast. Which has never uh, happened. He's hit four. He hit four, not last year, but the year before, I think. Yeah, and um, – he never hit another one, so uh, we <laughs> didn't. didn't uh, we didn't do a podcast, and uh, they lost that game. We will also spend today talking. Obviously, we'll spend most of the podcast talking about the Mavericks' one hundred and two to one hundred and one win over the Portland Trailblazers in the clutch. The Blazers only scored nine points in the fourth quarter. Uh, you could call it a choke job, but the uh, the Mavericks definitely rose to the occasion. Obviously, Luca rose to the occasion, so we will discuss that at length. But before we get to that, Isaac. This Bucks game, um, Giannis is just unstoppable. What do you do with Giannis? Even he air, oh. what did he airball two threes, and he still was just the most dominant player on the court by far. He is. I I, I tweeted this out. He has reached that rare. I called my dad as soon as I as soon as I watched this game, and I said he has reached that rare category of athletes, athletes, not yeah. just NBA players. Yep. That if he is in your city playing his sport, then you need to go watch him in person. He is unbelievable. Now, obviously, we we get access to see him super up close and watching him warm up and all that stuff, which is uh, unbelievable. Incredible. Like, be, being next to him and, and like he is at the top of the charts of the crazy uh, frames and everything. Like, what he can do, like don't do anything weird. But if you could stand as close as possible to Giannis, it's <laughs> it'll just make you feel like a lesser human. It really does. Just the, the, the stand and be next to his hands and the, yes. the length of his arms and just the size of him is, is insane. And now that he's put all this muscle on, you're just, you look at him and go, you know what? This is what comic books are written about. And I am not. <laughs> and he's, crazy. he was like where he's gotten with his muscle. Yeah. Like Dirk even said it after game. He said when he first came in the league, he was so skinny <laughs> and now he's so strong. We, a year and a half ago, I did the side by side of look, look, this is what Nerlens and, and Giannis look like coming into the league. And it looks pretty similar. And then look at what Giannis has done in this amount of time. And look what Nerlens has done in this amount of time. And it was just, they, compl- they still look similar. No, they do not. <laughs> not even close. Uh, I think, I think Giannis's biceps is like Nerlens thighs. I think Giannis's. I think Nerland's ankles are Giannis's fingers. How about that? R- wrist. You want to do that kind of analogy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but Giannis is so big and he's so cut now. And when he gets into the open court, that. he's like people used to like. Or people would throw out like a gazelle or something like that. It's not even really gazelle. It's like a giraffe. He's like a. He's literally like a fast. But he's coordinated. Drafts I know. Coordinated. I'm trying to think of something that's bigger than a gazelle that runs super fast. It's like he, one of the. It's like one of those water bugs. Have you ever seen one of those water bugs? They have these real long legs and they just <laughs> float over the water. They just and you're like, how do they stand on top of the water? Well, they just have these limbs that just they the the water doesn't. I can't remember the scientific word, but the water doesn't. Um, well. My science has failed me. Sorry, biology. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye, the science. Like the legs don't penetrate the water because it holds the surface tension. The surface tension just holds, and uh, he's like that. No, I I know exactly the creature you're talking about. Uh, Or like those lizards that go across the water too. There's those that like run across the water. 
Yes. Uh, he's like what, if you play 2K, he's exactly the guy that you would create as your 2K player, <laughs> yeah. and you don't care about, like, when Anything. back before 2K, uh, you could just create your player as big and as uh, long as you wanted, and it didn't affect your uh, attributes and stuff. Like, now, like, he is that. and He's just he's insane to watch. He's one of the few players in the league that still goes for dunks all the time. Like he leaves yeah. the league and dunks and like he, he just posts like he just, he made, he made Dorian Finney Smith and even Maxi at times just look like just regular little wing guys. And like he just drop step and just cram it on their face and, or go up underneath the basket. And it's like, so there's just not many players like that, that you're just in awe of uh, with their physical nature and game. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing when he gets a full head of steam, there's, hardly anything you can do about it nothing i mean he had 29 points 17 boards five assists in this game um he airballed those two threes like i said but he's plus 25 only three turnovers and brooke lopez also had 20 points in this game the mavericks just have no answer for a guy like brooke lopez i mean maxi can try his hardest dwight can try his hardest uh the mavericks re-signed salamajri on uh, Sunday, so maybe he's kind of an answer to that. But Brooks still has this drive and this kind of weird drive and kick game. I mean, it's so odd to see this seven foot one guy drive and kick because it's not fluid like Giannis. It's just he's this lumbering. He's more like a giraffe, where it's just like lumbering yeah. back and forth, and then all of a sudden this kick is uh, like this direct pass to a shooter. Uh, it's it- going to be real interesting to see him and Miritich if they do end up spending time on the court together. Yeah, they're. I don't think I've seen a more well put together team come into the American Airlines Center this year. Which is crazy because a year ago they were not this team. No, they were. It, just what Bud has done with that team, like he's far and away the coach of the year. Like there's, yeah, I agree. no, he he has that award. How like the Warriors have obviously been in, been in Dallas a couple of times and like they do their thing and they're great and they're going the title again probably, but like, but it's just talent. I, I, yes. It's talent. I haven't seen a team. So like everybody knows their roles. Everybody knows what they're doing. They have a method about everything they do. They're so crisp. They just don't make mistakes. They, it, and it runs through Giannis, but these guys like even like, Bud has Eric Bledsoe playing like all-star level. Like that, that should win you the award in itself. And, but like, he does want to be there by the way. Bledsoe's playing well. We love Malcolm Brogdon. We can't praise him enough. Uh, Brooke Lopez. I, I mean, mentioned this to Isaac before, before we recorded is that Malcolm Brogdon's a restricted free agent this summer. If the Mavericks want any chance at Malcolm Brogdon, you are becoming the biggest Eric Bledsoe fan this playoffs that you can because if Eric Bledsoe prices them out of Malcolm Brogdon, that is a definite win for the Mavericks. Somebody's going to hand Malcolm Brogdon money, though. Yeah, because Malcolm Brogdon's restricted, but Eric Bledsoe, they could go over the cap, I guess, to sign you know Malcolm Brogdon, but Eric Bledsoe is uh, unrestricted, and so they, I guess they can go over the cap to sign him, too, but he's unrestricted, so he's going to have offers and... Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to have to make some choices because yeah. Bledsoe, Middleton, Brogdon, Brook Lopez, and Miritich are all free agents. So, I mean, they're going to have to make choices. They can bring everybody back, but it's going to depend on how long, how far they go in the playoffs. And I think that they'll go pretty dang far. Yeah, they're they're definitely. I hope that the four teams in the East are the f- final four teams in the East. That would just be just to get yeah. those those matchups. And and um, I'll just add this real quick. Giannis, um, after the game, had a uh, brief moment with Kristaps uh, on the floor, in which they hugged, talked, whatever. Then after the game, um, Giannis spent some time with his brother on the court. But then he like was in the tunnel and stuff, 
hugging up uh, with Chris Stapps outside of the locker room, mm. and they were talking and chatting and stuff mm. uh, outside of the locker room mm. stuff. And he ha- and he had big time praise for Luca, uh, talking about how great Luca is and stuff like 2021. that. Two thousand twenty one. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, I'm just saying how how well. Like, I mean, he seems like he has friends uh, on the Mavs and all this stuff. So, anyway, two thousand twenty one. I didn't say anything like that. I was just saying it's coming. That they seem like they're friends. Keep the cla- keep the cap clear. That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um. By the way, I just looked up. I was trying to figure out who was who was the Bucks center for most of the season last year. You got 69 starts from John Henson. You go from John Henson to Brooke Lopez. Hey. That that's a pretty good that's a pretty good get, upgrade. Get off John Henson. I still believe. Where's John Henson playing right now? Cleveland. Okay. Just wanted to see if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's discuss this. Oh, this barn, oh! This barn burner of a game that the Mavericks played against the Blazers. What an amazing game. All right, Isaac. So we mentioned the Mavericks win 102 to 101 over the Portland Trail Blazers. This did not seem like a game the Mavericks were going to win. It just seemed like the Mavericks had their guys out there. They were trying all these different things. A bunch of guys got minutes, and it wasn't garbage time, but it kind of felt, once the Blazers got a 15-point lead, it sort of felt like some garbage time, even though there was 10 minutes, 9 minutes left in the game. And it just felt like a, a game that the Mavericks were just going to lose because Damian Lillard was just better than everybody. And it, and it was super weird because uh, Lillard had 7 points at halftime. And... Uh, yeah. Like McCollum had ten points. Like uh, there was, uh, I'm glad it didn't. There was a moment I was going to tweet out, like, man, Dallas is doing uh, pretty good against uh, Lillard McCollum. They <laughs> have a combined like 15 points, uh, and it was like the start of the third, basically, is before uh, Dame's run. But no, I mean it, Nurkic just killed him, and you saw, I mean, against Milwaukee, they allowed 80 points in the paint, and it looked like this was going to happen again. <laughs> Because Nurkic was just feasting, and this is this is what you have whenever you lose somebody. Like we 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 would joke and stuff about uh, DeAndre and his help defense and all this stuff, but DeAndre was a big body, and yeah. we're getting to see what what it looks like for Maxi being at the five of uh, what a complete different type of role for him of playing that stretch forward type of role and you kind of just get to do your thing and go around the perimeter, different stuff like that. Now you're the five and you're having to bang guys like Steven Adams and Nurkic and uh, even the, you know, seven foot Brooke Lopez, bang stuff like that. With guys. Bang with what? guys. What did I say? He said to bang guys like. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Gotta throw the preposition. Uh, uh, yes. Um so it's completely different for Maxi and, and and Maxi has to they have to figure out if this is what a long term uh, role could be for Maxi. Yeah. Offensively, it, I, I think it works fine. It's just can he hold his ground defensively against that? He's a great shot blocker and all that stuff, but will the banging stuff take a toll on him after a while? And rebounding is another thing of when you just have Maxi in there rebounding, like it felt like Nurkic and them were just grabbing boards left and right. And and you have Maxi and then you have Finney Smith as your four, you man, you're gonna you're gonna get toasted on the boards and you gotta figure something out with that. It'd be really nice if the Mavericks had a seven three guy that could block shots that could also space the floor on the other side. Like it would be really cool if they could get a guy like that. 
Is there him, anyone like that in the league? Bring him into the fold and play him next to Maxi. So if Maxi does have to do, you know, the banging down low, that he can, you know, get away with that and not have as much of a, a burden on him. It would be incredible if somehow you could get him and pair him with Luke. If he could be like under twenty four years old, that would and, be and like if he perfect, knew Luca before, if he knew Luca beforehand, and they could now get him for a price that wasn't ridiculous. Now know. you're just getting greedy, Nick. Does that even know. exist? It's kind of a pipe dream that I've been th- I've been kicking around. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you'd have to be able to trade something. I mean, you'd have to have an, an incredible trade package to to send to get somebody like that, or just a really dumb franchise. So the <laughs> um, we mentioned Dame Lillard went on this run, man. <laughs> he had 21 points in the third quarter. That was when my mother in law said uh, zero is good. Block him. Um, he hit some shots that, I mean, it, it, ta- it, it takes outside of like LeBron in which everybody just loves LeBron or Steph, whatever it takes a special an away team player to hit some shots or do some crazy things for the crowd to like literally groan as it happens. And you could just hear it. Oh, Oh, like after he hits another one and another one, it's just like, when's it ever going to stop real late in the third? I think it, there's two minutes and 20 seconds left. And, uh, okay, so Courtney Lee checks in with uh, for the first time in the game, which is really weird, with three minutes left in the, in the third quarter. And he gets, he gets charged with guarding Damian Lillard, who has already had, uh, you know, a bunch of points already. I think, like, like, 16 or 17 points already in the third quarter. And Courtney Lee, God bless him, tries his best at the top of the key to guard Damian Lillard one-on-one. And Lillard doesn't do a jab step or nothing just nothing just literally pulls up right in Courtney Lee's face and drills this three and then he comes back again same exact same exact spot second possession does the same thing to him like Dame the man has a family and Lee wasn't playing bad defense it's not like he got broke or like just left in the dust like he was up in his group he doesn't need any space to get that shot off like none no it, yeah, what what he did that quarter, um, because he went into halftime with seven points. He went into the fourth quarter with twenty eight points. So Jeez. you do the math. He had twenty one points in the third quarter, and uh, you know they went up, and you you thought like, all right, here we go. It's kind of like the Bucks game. Like they hung around for a bit. And now now they're taking the lead. It and, felt like and the game. What was it? Not last year. Maybe the year before, where Dame had forty two. Do you remember that game? Ooh, was that a, Dame, that was at home, right? It was at home, yeah. Dame yeah, yeah, forty two yeah, yeah, yeah. at AAC, and it just felt like that game. Where it's, okay, well, this is the Dame Lillard game. He's going to take over, and it stopped after that, really. Yep, I do remember that. So Dame Lillard does his thing. He takes over, and then the fourth quarter comes. And in the fourth quarter, we mentioned that uh, stuff got kind of weird. The Mavericks just were playing these. They were playing all kinds of different lineups, and like. <laughs> Like, Devin Harris played six minutes and 45 seconds and then never played again. <laughs> and Ryan Brokoff got a ton of minutes in the second quarter. And, like, he got and he got eight minutes and 45 seconds. Then he didn't play again. Uh, Dirk played well, his 13 minutes and then didn't play in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, it, to give you how – to give you a sense of how weird the lineups were, uh, it was a one-point game and everybody <laughs> everybody on the team logged four more minutes except for Daryl Macon. <laughs> Who didn't play at all. So like normally you see something like that whenever it's like a fifteen point lead, you know, or a deficit, like or difference in the score at the end of the game, and you're like, okay, well, there's like three or four guys that just got a garbage four or five minutes. No, it was a one point game, and all of these guys played like twelve guys. 
Yeah, I'm like, it, that's where when when Carlisle said after the Porzingis trade, when he said, "I'm going, we got to experiment with the lineups." Ooh, that that was a that was a comment because yeah. you are definitely seeing uh, some experiments take place, and uh, I think the Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, he should be in the starting unit moving forward. Tim Hardaway Jr. was was delightful. I'm just gonna say delightful in this game. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about it for a minute. Or so. Let's talk about it. So he was he had 24 points. He was nine of 18 from the field. He's definitely a gunner. I mean, he just he just chucks up shots, and sometimes you, you, you right. say, "Oh my gosh, that is a bad shot," but he makes tough shots too, which is that's just his thing. That's his mo. He's plus 15, plus 17 for the game, which is kind of impressive, being in that starting lineup. Four boards, three assists, and he can just make shots. And it is. It is so refreshing to have a 6'6 wing that is as athletic as he is. After watching as all the love to Wes Matthews, we have defended Wes Matthews to, to no end on this podcast, and we're not kicking him on the way out or anything like that. But it is just refreshing to see a guy that can jump up, get oops, and you know can drive in the lane and finger roll the way he does and can get up. I mean, he gets – Skin mentioned this in the game. He gets so much lift on his shot. The way that he jumps – in mm-hmm. his, you know, in his follow through, just gives him so much lift on his jump shot. It's just so nice to see that in the, in the Mavs starting lineup. Yeah, just the explosiveness. I mean, that's what. Uh, yeah, we love Wes and stuff, but Wes was more grounded. I mean, that's safe to say. I mean, he uh, he really. I think it was last year that Dirk had more dunks than Wes did. Oh gosh, was it last I... year or the year before? It could have the... been last year. I know it was one of those years though. I remember but, asking him about it. I think it might have been the year before. I think it might have been sixteen, seventeen, uh, where he had where Dirk had two dunks and Wes had one the whole season. <laughs> but but like Hardaway, he's you know he's explosive. He um, can you know get up for those oops. It, you know compared to Wes, Wes really prided himself his defense off of just getting in, in each you know in the opposing players' grill, just getting yeah. up in their space and being physical with them and stuff. And now I'm not saying Hardaway's like this super all defensive you know player. He's but not even really that good of a defensive player. No, it, it's just having that type of athlete on the wing that is a little bouncy that can you know go create a shot. And now I do want to add this. You're seeing him. This isn't the role that we need him to play, though. And this isn't what the Mavericks need him to play moving forward. This isn't what you want him to be. Like, you're still getting right now, like, New York Nick type of Tim Hardaway because he's he's having to take all these shots. If Luka doesn't score right now, who else does? He's having to, kind of like Wesley Matthews, and even if you want to say Harrison Barnes, like those guys had to score because we didn't have any other scores on the team. We this isn't the role he's going to play next year. What like right now? We I mean, how many times? There's probably a good three to five times uh, over the past couple of games watching Tim Hardaway. Like, oh crap, seriously, a mid range shot? Come on, Mello. Like, stop, don't take that <laughs> shot. And like, that was a bad shot, whatever. But you have to remind yourself that those shots don't come. Hopefully next year when you have a healthy Porzingis, Luca, and insert free agent or other trade target, and he becomes a third or fourth piece instead of right now he's literally the second option behind Luca, and so that's just something to keep in mind right now and even going forward. If you see some bad shooting numbers or if you think he's taking stupid shots, just think that's there. That's his role. He has to be in right now. That's not going to be his role moving forward. If that makes sense. It makes sense. He had 18 shots. Luca had 20. 
the next closest to him was Maxie with 12. So you're, to answer your question, who takes the shots if, if Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't? Maxie had 12 shots. And, uh, and Maxie, Maxie's just chucking them. <laughs> six, of the, six of those were uh, just these open threes. And he takes all the open threes. I mean, he takes every open three he can get. And if they go down, they go down. He was one of six tonight. Um, and then Dorian Finney-Smith had 10 shots after that. And the next closest after him was Brunson with eight. <laughs> so that's that's where your offense is. I mean, just... Yeah, because, I mean, with Maxie and Dorian on the floor, we've talked about it. Like, you don't go to them to create. Like those are players you don't give the ball to them when they try to create something at the end of like the shot clock or something. Like, oh no! Except no, no, Maxi, no. Maxi still has that pump and drive game that I, I'm just <laughs> loving this year. That he gets to the top of the oh, key yeah, yeah, when yeah. Nurk when Nurk but when Nurkic bites on that on his uh, his three point shot and he he dunked it in the lane. That was that was beautiful. Yes, that that was amazing. That's the only that, kind though. <laughs> and that happened because the play before that, Maxi had hit a three at the top of the key, so it, it draws Nurkic out, and he's like, he has to uh, to, to respect the three, and, and Maxi got the you know the dunk from that. But yeah, I mean the lineups tonight was you know, all over the place, and you know Dwight and and Maxi um, both had twenty six minutes each basically, and and they were part of the closing lineup too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and uh, Maxi had two massive defensive plays at the end of the game, going vertical on Dame and all that stuff. And um, you know, Dwight Powell, he's been playing better. Uh, he's you know, he's comfortable launching the threes. But Trey Burke, man, Trey Burke on on Friday night against Milwaukee at eighteen five and five. Like okay, and even tonight he went uh, he went two for three on on three pointer. I would now. I don't have any stats in front of me, but I would say over the past three games, he's probably shooting the highest three-point percentage, uh, or at least up there, because I feel like he he shot the ball pretty well the other night, and he shot it good tonight. Like, um, yeah, I mean, he is. If you want to try to find a playmaking guard type that could just step into the JJ role for the rest of the season, uh, he looks like he might be stepping into that role. And that I didn't even know if he was going to stay on the team after the trade. So. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised he's getting more minutes than Courtney Lee. I really thought Lee would step into a, a role more than Trey Burke has. And, and yeah, Carlisle, re- I think he's really trying to see what Trey Burke is because Trey Burke has had a he's had a really weird career, hasn't he? He he had some mo- wasn't he drafted by Utah, and he had some some moments by Utah in Utah, and then he just kind of out of the league. Just it seemed like he was going to be out of the league. It's just weird stuff. He was in Washington, then he ends up in New York, and. Uh, he didn't play very much for New York, he, and then in the the back half of this, that last season, he had this run, and uh, he averaged what did he average? He averaged like thirteen points, five assists, something like that, and shot pretty well from three. And it's just kind of it's just kind of an interesting little run. You're seeing this terrible Knicks team and, and Trey Burke. He didn't have a forty point game last year too, and then uh, with this Knicks yeah. team, you have you know they're a dumpster fire again. And uh, Trey Burke getting some weird spot minutes. And just he just had this really weird career. So what what is Trey Burke? I think that's the question that Carlisle is trying to ask. Yeah, and that's something they uh, you know they got the rest of the, uh, the season to quote experiment with. Uh, yeah. You want to talk Luka Doncic? Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's break down the end of this game. All right, Isaac, we're way over, which is our mo in this on this podcast for sure but uh, let's break down the end of this game so with 10 minutes and 43 seconds left the map in the game the mavericks were down 81 to 96 they're down 15 points this is the trailblazers biggest lead of the game isaac 
The Blazers would score five more points through the rest of this game. In the last 10 minutes and 43 seconds, they would score five more points. Some of it is Mavericks defense, but I think the, the Blazers missed a bunch of shots, I think. Yeah, I mean, C.J. McCollum didn't have uh, an outstanding game for them. He didn't at all. But, um, but yeah, they missed some shots. They had foul trouble. Like, Nurkic fouled out. And, and Zach, Collins had, Zach Collins had five fouls himself. So, it's like they were swapping out the fouls. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really, when it came to the fourth quarter, it, it's crazy because Luka was just Luka. And it's <laughs> he Luka played the entire fourth quarter – and which is some, I was super, I was really curious on what was going to happen. I'm like, is he going to take him out? Is he going to pull him out the beginning? Or, you know, is he going to do the normal rotation? And uh, because these are the moments, these games that fans are trying to figure out, are we really trying to win these games? <laughs> you know, like, that's what, that's what fans are really kind of asking this question right now. And I was like, really kind of looking at some things, but they left Luca in and they left Luca in for the entire quarter. And I'm like, man, towards the end of that game, he's got to be winded. I wonder if you'll see him tired and stuff. And it's like the more tired he got, the better he got. Because he, I mean, he was incredible. It's wild. Uh, NBA.com, by the way, says he played 12 minutes and one second. So he played an extra second that doesn't exist. He played played more than than the the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Dwight Powell also played all of the fourth quarter, which I thought was kind of interesting. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. So – um, then, so they're up, Portland's up 15. You have this weird sort of weird lineup where Justin Jackson for the first time in the game subs in with nine minutes and 20 seconds left. Just this weird, what are, what is going on? And this is where you start asking the question. Like Isaac said, is this team tanking? What are, what are they really trying no, to do? No, we can't, I, we can't use that word, Nick. We I'm using the, it. I'm using the word because people are asking, is this what they're doing? Cause they're trying all these weird lineups. And then all of a sudden, Justin Jackson's first time he's coming in the game. Mavericks are down. Are they trying to, you know, and it was Justin Jackson and Courtney Lee. They yes. had both of those guys in there uh, for an extended amount of time. And that, or, I mean, Justin Jackson only played four four minutes. Can I can I have thirty seconds on Justin Jackson? I spent some time with him on Friday night after yeah. the Bucks game, and uh, just as locker, he's, obviously. Let me and, guess, he's already replaced Harrison Barnes in your heart, and we are all disappointed in you. It's Valentine's week, and nobody will replace Harrison Barnes in my heart. Um, you gonna send him a Valentine with some candy in it? <laughs> um, no, so uh, Justin, man, he one he is golden one center, Sacramento, California. <laughs> he he is a super nice guy, and uh, we I just obviously welcomed him to Dallas and, and talked to him for a bit, and then we spent uh, the next few minutes talking all about Carolina basketball and Roy Williams and how he coaches and Nasir Little and I didn't know Kobe this is White. Thirty seconds were going. Uh, Anyway, that's uh, but I, I just gonna say I, he, he is an awesome dude in uh, just off the court. He's a cool guy because I've obviously followed him, Carolina life, and all that stuff. But one day anyway. I want us to come on this podcast and say that a player is terrible, that they're a horrible human, and that we did not like them. Um, we've had some. Well, okay, I was gonna say we've had some uh, interesting characters on the maps that we don't we don't say that about, but we don't say that anyway. Um. Anyway, he puts Justin Jackson and Courtney Lee was in the game and you're like, okay, this is kind of weird because it's the fourth quarter, but he's leaving Luca in there. So this is a true experiment. So then they they start making a little comeback though. They they score a couple of points here and there. And then seven minutes, 18 seconds left. Luca nails this three. And it's that all of a sudden the crowd starts to feel it's 88, 96. And 
right after that play where Luka nails this three. Everybody's getting excited. You're starting to feel it. And this Luka fourth quarter clutch thing sort of feels like he gets revved up, right? Doesn't it feel like he just, it takes a couple yeah. shots, he hits a couple shots, he gets revved up, and then all of a sudden it's just the crowd is into it, Luka yes. is into it. And as soon as he hits this shot, the next possession, <laughs> Dwight Powell bricks this three. <laughs> it just takes all the wind out of everything. <laughs> Yes, yes, there's a <laughs> But he made up for it. He made up for it. I won't let you I won't I won't make you say more bad things about Dwight Powell. But a minute later, Luca throws this alley oop to Dwight Powell and it is just nasty. I mean just absolutely nasty. Perfect pass. Dwight Powell, I think it was left handed, oh, one handed. Oh the one handed oh nailed it. What a play by Dwight Powell. Like, and, and he got hyped about it, too. Like, Dwight can jump uh, just as high as anybody in the team. And for him to throw that down, it was kind of on Nurkic, too, because Nurkic was kind of yeah. going for it. It was a nasty play, and the whole bench got hyped for it, and I was hyped. Like, that that was an amazing play. It was really the two sides of Dwight Powell. That's <laughs> You really get both sides of Dwight Powell in both those possessions where he bricks this three, and then he jams this alley-oop that's one of the most impressive plays you'll see in the game. Just, uh, just, uh, another possession after that Luka hits this step back three Portland calls us timeout Dallas is now only down by six it's 90 to 96 they've gone on a 12-0 run and you're like oh my gosh here it comes here it comes and right after that this this is one of the plays that really made me excited about Tim Hardaway Jr. with four minutes and 43 seconds left Tim Hardaway Jr. just drives straight into the lane and jams this dunk it was a pretty crazy play was this the lefty yeah just jams this dunk and uh, it brings the Mavericks within one, and then you get this. Then you get this weird uh, Luca and 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 Nurkic jump ball that was very weird. It wasn't really a jump ball. He really lost possession of it. Luca like stripped it. Nurkic lost possession, and then Nurkic puts it in. But they called it a loose ball. They called it a jump ball. These refs were weird, man. They're, they're, yeah, and, and, Nurkic got fouled so much in the first quarter, and they didn't call anything. He was getting so mad. The atmosphere in that in that arena. Hats off to people who were there tonight. It was incredible. Like that whole arena was just so loud. And during that run and that last that Lucas step back three that you talked about before the Hardaway play, he turned around. You know, was shaking his head to the fans on the front row. You were hyped. The crowd was hyped. The Hardaway play. I, I mean, it felt hyped. like. I mean, it felt like it like almost brought the house down because it was like a broken play. And then, yeah, so then everybody was pissed about the Nurkic thing. And everybody was like, oh, they fouled him because they got pretty physical with it. I mean, Luka went up, watch the replay on it. Luka went up and literally, like, grabbed the board over, like, two of his – he pulled a DeAndre and just snagged the rebound from two of his teammates. And uh, But, yeah, it, then it was a jump ball and uh, with Nurkic. So then uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. tips the ball to Luka after the, the jump ball. Luka obviously doesn't win it, but Tim Hardaway Jr. gets the tip it back to, to Luka. Tim, a minute later, Tim Hardaway Jr. drives and gets fouled and hits one of his free throws and ties the game 97-97. So there's three minutes left, and it's a tie game. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. again just creating off the dribble, driving in, getting fouled, going to the free throw line. It's uh, you know, it's something that this Mavs team is really going to need. And, man, he's just a real – he's a useful player. I mean, I know his contract is ridiculous and it's too much, but a guy that's athletic like that that can kind of create a little bit off the dribble and hit some jumpers is, is definitely needed on this Mavs team. Yeah, I mean, he's the highest pair, play, player on the Mavericks right now. So, uh, <laughs> if, you look, if you look at it through that scope, you're like, oh, crap, man, I might want more. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you look at it through the scope of – 
uh, what the national perspective of um, you know thoughts of Hardaway is, and like, oh, he's just like this overpaid trash that a lot of people think he is. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's not that. Like, I, I think he'll be fine. We've we we have constantly said we think the best version of Tim Hardaway will be in Dallas alongside Luca, and yeah, and the best I, I, version of his son is kind of a similar version as well. Uh, ha 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 ha! I love getting people on that. Uh, so I'm glad that I'm glad that now since Dennis is gone that we can do it with Tim Hardaway and Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay, I will say this: I don't know if I'm fully on board with THJ. Oh, it's just a, it's just initials. It's, it's not like a I nickname. Know, I, it's just how you type it. I would never say it out loud. I just yeah, I've just, I've heard people say it out loud. I've heard it uh, over the announcer and, and like in game. Doesn't like, work as I, well as DSJ. DSJ, DSJ. really <laughs> yeah. like flows. THJ just the, the H in yeah. the middle. Yeah, it's the a, H. Yes, yeah, it's a weird sound. Yes. Anyway, keep going. You could say Tay Hache J if you wanted to do like. No, that's weird too. Keep going. <laughs> so he gets fouled, and then Luca another drive, and he has the scoop floater that he did two times. And and in this game where he just, he drives in, it feels like the guy. It feels like the defender is literally grabbing his hips and pulling him backwards, and he has to you know kind of contort his torso towards the basket and scoop the ball in. But he did this two times in a row. He gets he gets fouled on the second one. Um, the first one though, he drives the scoop, and uh, it's ninety nine ninety seven. The Mavericks' first lead in I don't know forever. It's, just, is it? <laughs> it's their first lead literally since the the beginning of the second quarter. Was this the three point play? In which he got super hyped above the camera. No, this is before that. This is before okay, the three-point okay. play. So three-point play was the last points the Mavericks ever scored in this oh, game. Oh, dang. Um, then uh, Damian Lillard goes down. He hits two free throws. Tied game, 99-99. Go back down to the other end of the court. Two minutes left. Dwight Powell misses the alley-oop from Luka. Uh, just completely misses it. And then back on the other end, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is guarding Damian Lillard. And... Lillard drives left towards the baseline and he slides out of bounds. What did this play look like in person? Because on TV, it looked very, it looked very weird. Uh, yeah, it showed yeah, the replay sl- over and over again. It just looked like he literally just slipped on the ground, but Dodo kind of, he bumped him a little bit, but it wasn't a foul and they didn't call it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Did, did, did Dorian foul Lillard at the end of the, at the end of the game on multiple possessions? Yeah, I, I think he did just look at some of the replays. But and they didn't call it, and Lillard expressed his frustrations about it after the game to the media and different people. But Luca got hacked too. Luca got like clotheslined after one of those plays. Like Luca, Luca was getting fouled too, and a couple of those things didn't. A couple of those fouls didn't get called. So I thought they just let him play physical. I think both both sides had fouls that weren't called, but it wasn't just Portland. So then we get this. Uh, he he falls he falls out of bounds or slides out of bounds so it's it's out of bounds. The Maverick did the ball back and then here is this Luca drive and one scoop layup makes the free throw. This uh, the Mavericks go up 102 to 99. It's a 21 to three run. A 21 to three run at the end of the game. It's just it that's crazy. That that final Luca and one was the the icing the cherry on top the I mean everything that it just. It felt like it brought the entire place down, and he was yelling. The team was hyped. I mean, it was an incredible play. A scoop like left-handed shot. Like, why did that go in? I don't know. It's Luca. Um, he he is remarkable. You we can't praise him enough. He's, I mean, he he is absolutely insane. It's just it's just Luca, man. It was clutch. It was great. 
was, it was exactly what you want from him. He hits the free throw too. Free throws have been something that Mavs fans have been concerned about with Luca. He wasn't shooting that well and nails this clutch one. And then the last two plays of the game. Uh, so CJ McCollum hits this pull-up shot, which is the, the Blazers' last shot. But between – but not between. He hits he hits the shot between these two Damian Lillard plays. With a minute 13 left, Damian Lillard drives in the lane and Maxi Kleba just challenges him. Just complete, stays vertical, challenges him right in the lane, doesn't foul. Dame doesn't get the shot – or Dame gets a shot off and it's wild. And then CJ hits the pull-up. And then again, at the last play of the game, Freaking Maxi, man. Just the defense to stay vertical, to not foul, to not get his arms in there, to just stay up, and then to yeah. grab the rebound. What a massive board. I mean, that's a huge, that's a man board right there. Uh, yeah, those possessions about Maxi was um, insane. And yeah, you, we can't praise Maxi enough either. And you got super nervous. Mavs are up one, and uh, the ball was in Damian Lillard's hand, and you're like, oh my gosh, here it comes. And uh, they played really good defense, and Maxi, um, yeah, Maxi was incredible down the stretch. I joked to the you know towards the beginning of the game that when when Maxi was like one for five from three, uh, that Maxi giving up a lot of his like missing all these shots, giving up this contract so he can stay with Dallas is a is a low key low key genius <laughs> move that he can he can lower his contract, but he made up for it on the on defense. I had a couple of people tweet me that that. Man, he made up for it with these last couple defensive plays and the spacing still. Even if he misses the shot, the fact that he's a threat from out there is yeah. uh, it helps the spacing and it's just it's crazy. It was a, it was a great ending to the game. Mavericks win and uh, yeah, super hype for the just as yeah. as much as Luca did for the ending. I think Maxi deserves credit as well. Yeah, he he does absolutely because those two defensive plays they don't happen without Maxi. Um, I I want to say this: what an incredible game. In atmosphere and Luca performance for Christos Porzingis to see up close. Mm. What and you know I want to say this I when when he showed up for that Knicks game against the Mavericks, we heard some different people. Um, I feel like you told me. I feel like we saw something. I forgot what it was that that Christos. You know he maybe might not have been around the team very often. It was Bryce. That. Bryce said he talked to a bunch of Knicks media people and so okay, he yeah, 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 a lot. It. So I, I don't know how much that's true. Uh, I'm not saying Bryce was lying, but I, I don't know how much those no, no, like, yeah, which not, media yeah, people yeah. talked to or whatever. But. Yeah, it's nothing. It's Bryce. It's about like you know who you know who are those people. But here's the thing. I don't know his involvement with the Knicks or how much he was around the Knicks before, but I'll tell you this. He has been at every single thing with the Mavericks. He has been on the bench. He is there. He is rooting them on. He is in the huddles, like putting his hand in. And like when they break, he's breaking in the locker room tonight. He was like changing out of his suit, had his bags and stuff. And like, I was literally right next to him and he hollers over to, you know, to Hardaway. He's like, Hey, you going home first before the plane? And I, no, bro. Like we're going. And like, he's going, he's obviously traveling with the team to Houston tonight uh, for the game tomorrow or on Monday. He randomly um, showed up. Like Dirk went home and he was going to go to bed and he flipped on the lights in his bedroom and like Kristaps was there and he said, hey, let's go over some plays. And he you said, watch how did tape? you get in my house? And it's just, I mean, he is everywhere with this team. 
I'm just saying if that was a big story for the Knicks that he was kind of around but not too around, like all this yeah. stuff. Like I did read some things about the the meeting that took place that they've been trying to have that meeting with him and they had to reschedule at different time. I'm just saying since he's been here, I mean we're talking at practices. Um, he's putting on Instagram of like uh, doing like rehab stuff, training stuff, yep. and like. I, he has been ever present, and that that's huge. And for him to see the atmosphere tonight uh, around the team and how that crazy win, and see this vintage Luca performance. There's a picture of him and Luca uh, from uh, the Dallas Morning News of them uh, arms like around each other's backs, walking off the court, like smiling and stuff. Mm, You're like, this more, is the freaking more, future, baby. More. This is the future. Uh, but oh, it, it was amazing. And can I give one more shout out? Shout out to slovenia mm. oh my gosh okay this is i'm reading this from bobby corrales twitter a hundred fans uh are coming from slovenia to the game today i'm reading this because he just uh, put the this details before in there the, the blazers game yes before the blazers game come to the game today and they're following the maps to houston tomorrow and back to dallas for wednesday's games these are some passionate hoops fans. this is going to be awesome continuing on he says their route to dallas which i'm not even going to try to pronounce some of these things uh but anyway they took a bus to um uh, to Venice and Italy. Then they had to fly from Venice to Amsterdam. And then they went to Minneapolis. It was pretty much a whole day's worth of travel. But anyway, there was uh, literally a hundred Slovenians there tonight. They had flags. They had. They were wearing this bright green shirts. A, a lot of them had Luca's shirt that he promoted on his Instagram the, the other day, and it was like super <laughs> awkward and funny. With a lightning bolt as the L. He, Yes, it looked like a school picture, but like uh, the shirt from his website and stuff. And man, anytime Luca did anything, they were super hyped. They were yelling. They put him on the jumbotron a lot. Afterwards, they uh, stayed around for like a meet and greet with him. And Luca came out and talked to him and stuff. And a cool moment from the Mavs that happened was during a timeout. I think it was in the second quarter. They actually played the Slovenian national anthem during the timeout and it was so cool like obviously we didn't understand it you know what was being said but they were you know they Could were singing it there they were so passionate and uh, i'm just saying it, it was super cool having them tonight if you uh were one of those people and you listen to this podcast thank you so much for coming to dallas yes and you're going to be there on wednesday welcome i hope you love the city uh, your fans in Slovenia and people—I mean, people have reached out to us. Uh, how many fans have reached out to us from Slovenia and say we listen to the pod? We see the numbers and amount of people that listen to the pod that live in Slovenia. Y'all are y'all are absolutely amazing. It's by far the second most. This the country the second most downloads of Lockdown Mavs by you, yeah a, you've, a big margin. You've you've passed Germany. And that was a task. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, which is wild. You guys deserve it. This is uh, super cool, uh, with Luca. And I know it, it had to be, uh, mean a lot to Luca also. Definitely. Woo. There we go. Well, this what is pod. what happens. This is what happens when we miss two days of locked on Mavs. We didn't miss, but when we when we're off for two days, we locked on Mavs. We, uh, we give you the, the long pod. So we hope you appreciate it. And, uh, we appreciate you guys. We're back. We're back for this whole week. We're excited. Um, All Star Break is coming next weekend, so we'll we'll probably have some pods over that weekend as well. Pods coming up this uh, this weekend or All Star Weekend. There's two games this week. Houston game tonight. Yeah, Mavericks play the Rockets in Houston. Uh, James Harden should be playing that game, so uh, you're getting James Harden, Luka Doncic. That's must see TV. Last so. time the Mavericks played, it was the 11-0 run, right? 
Right? Was La- it? Last time the Mavericks played the Rockets, it was the, the Luka 11-0 run. Was it really? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Man, they're going to be – yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that's going to be a fun game to watch on Monday night. And then they got the Heat on Wednesday before – uh, all-star break uh, takes them into uh, uh, takes them on a break for a while, or at least some of them. But we'll be here every step of the way. We'll be here, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Locked on maps. Peace out. Boom. Quick crying dance.